0: never before in the history of sports podcasts have two men brought you opinion and analysis like these two they speak for a city that's desperate for wins and titles not whining and travesty you might not agree with what they have to say, but you'll defend their right to say it. Sports fans across the world, from Chicago, Illinois, this is The Mac and Reed Show.
1: What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another edition of The Mac and Reed Show right here on the Barroom Network. Welcome in. And in case you've missed it, we've had many shows on the Bar Network thus far. You can catch them all right here on YouTube, also on Spotify and iTunes for the audio only versions. And don't forget to follow us on social media, follow me at the Real Evan Mac and follow the one and only Ross Reed for his bears takes and for how he takes the best care of his wife. We uh, we appreciate you uh, looking after the women in our lives,
0: Ross. <laughs> How's it going, man? Well, What's going on? Football's back. Going, football's back, just like uh, the uh, the the Bills did right now. We're gonna walk right down this podcast and, and nail it. The Bills are up seven nothing, real quick. Um, Boy, yeah, real quick. I, I, real quick. Yeah, listen, uh, because I, I decided to be a nice husband and put my wife on a plane to San Francisco tonight. Um, let's just hope that we don't get a little five-year-old visitor <laughs> popping into this uh, into this feed into this screen here and if we do we'll ask him uh, over under on Justin fields uh, passing yards on Sunday he might give us a good bet frozen there a we'll little well, uh, we have
1: a lot to get to on the show today we'll be we'll be talking about uh, bears of course a lot of bears heavy uh, po- uh, show today of course talking about predictions for The Bears 49ers game we will also, of course, touch on the the Arlington Heights move and and, uh, how that stadium is going to be looking. And then we'll jump into the rest of the league, of course. And surprises along the way, we bid farewell to the Queen and and the Royal Family obsession continues. I never understood that. More on that later. But to begin, I know you're a big The Crown fan, Ross. To begin, (laughs) we talk about the chicago bears and you know this is i'll say this uh, first of all before they they go and play the 49ers and host them at home at soldier field which might be a little rainy we're looking at the forecast right now hopefully that, that push is away and then it's a clear day over at the lakefront. but uh but who knows the players are prepared for anything uh, i'll say the injury report is looking pretty good minus um forgetting defensive player's name but but Vilas jones is really the only one of note other than that on the injury report nursing his hamstring uh for the most part and then it's pretty clean i think you're getting healthy at the right time i know lucas patrick is pumped to be back at at full speed for the most part and uh this this looks like obviously you know you're zero zero to start the season and, and there's a lot of heavy expectations and and i feel like you know, to address certainly the the big criticism of this bears team and roster overall is they're not predicted to be good. And we have no expectations as far as their wins loss record. uh, As far as Ross and I are concerned, we just want to see these guys develop and we'll get to Dominic Foxworth's take about Justin Fields requesting a trade shortly as well, which is just hot garbage and trying to get hits on his, his new fucking podcast. But, uh, you know impressions as far as this team you've seen and, and how you've seen them come together with a first year head coach first year gm and and how you think they look going into this season are you are, is it kind of above your expectations or right where you thought they'd be or lower ross
0: well i mean listen i number one it's it's extremely important that they are going into the season relatively healthy right because they are a young roster and this whole year to me is is evaluation year. Not only for Justin Fields at the top, but um, guys like Darnell Mooney, guys like Cole Kmet are going to have contracts coming up soon. David Montgomery is going to have a contract coming up soon. We got to decide if you want to pay him. The guys on the offensive line uh, are all fairly young. Uh, you know, outside of Lucas Patrick, really, and in, in Cody Whitehair, those guys are the true veterans on the offensive line. Uh, and then the defense is young too, and you got to figure out what you're going to do with Roquan Smith. But you got you're starting two. Uh, rookies in the secondary we hope that they're both going to be stud players so you know i I think we've been preaching now for a few months since we started the show on the barroom network that you know we're not really uh we don't really care too much about wins and losses as so much we care about progression going forward with a lot of these young guys right now the bears depending on what gambling site you want to get them at they're either six wins for the season or six and a half wins right which just does not put you in the playoffs I actually took the over on it. I put my own money on it. I I, I think that they're at least a seven-win football team. Um, I think they play some really shaky quarterbacks this year. I think the Bears are going to be better than people anticipate. And I think so because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Luke Getze. I think he's been one of the bright coaching stars coming out of, uh, you know, from training camp. From, from mini camp to training camp to now, and I just love when he talks. I love the the conviction that he has in Justin Fields, but I love the honesty that he has as well. And I just think that he's going to do a lot of great things to scheme guys open. So, yes, the Bears don't have a lot of household names on offense outside of the quarterback, but I do think they're going to be able to, um, to 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 scheme guys open, uh, guys like Pringle. Guys like uh, Dante Pettis, who feels has been really comfortable with uh, throughout all of training camp and preseason. Cole Komet should have a really big year. We just saw Dawson Knox get paid the other day. There's no reason why Cole Komet can't get a similar contract like that if he has a, a big year. So I think the defense is going to be feisty. They're, they're probably not going to necessarily rush the passer too well. Um, but I do think they're going to be able to attack the football and, and, and really uh, tackle well, tackle a lot better than they have been. I think they're going to be a more disciplined defense, and I, hopefully they're going to be able to get back to some takeaways. So I still feel like the arrow's pointing up for this season. Uh, I mean, you never know in the NFL, maybe a team can sneak in, maybe they can sneak into that last wild card spot. But realistically, I'd be happy with the area between anywhere between seven to eight wins this year.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not going to make any noise if they make the playoffs. And and again, Ross, you've touched on different than the Bears squads we've seen to recent memories, too, is this schedule is a little bit softer and you play some pretty bad quarterbacks. You get after a, a tough and, and a telling probably two-game stretch as far as hosting the Niners and then going into Green Bay and just hoping to compete at that point um, with Aaron Rodgers down, his, his man with Devontae Adams. We'll see how he performs uh, with this new look offense and then you go and play some cupcakes as far as the Texans and Giants you know similar talent in the rosters are, are concerned and then just sort of down quarterbacks the Texans are just a mess so that should be a win right there and then you go in later in the season and and it's really up and down from there right you say you have some middle of the road teams like the Patriots and then you have some contenders like the Cowboys and then finishing the schedule it's those NFC North teams obviously that's going to really dictate if they can get into the playoffs if or not and that's really how you would evaluate them going forward too with who's going to take over kind of after the reign of Aaron Rodgers um you know he came out this week just talking about how every year the NFC and every other NFC North team is talking about it's their year and it hasn't been theirs in, in quite some time as in the the Lions and Vikings and Bears But the Bears, this is all about – it's not about the wins and the losses. It's about the development of Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And it's about him building chemistry with the offensive line, building chemistry with his running back and David Montgomery. And then, like, the big question is really who he's going to be able to build chemistry with as far as his weapons are concerned, as far as those guys on the outside and, and Darnell Mooney and then Cole Komet. Uh, hopefully having a big year of his own uh i know he's projected Ross projects him to be like a top 10 tight end this year which is not um so, you know, super out of this world take at all uh and then you just really outside of Darnell Mooney who's going to step up who's going to be that second best wide receiver is going to be Byron Pringle is going to be Vilas Jones is going to be Equinemius St. Brown or is someone going to to step up here but most importantly you know outside of of course the defense you want to see them reclaim some of the swagger that they've had in the past and and they just had some games especially you know you think about this Niners game to tip off the season how bad they just crumbled last year uh, and wasted a pretty good Justin Fields performance they just couldn't uh, stop a nosebleed later in that game and just surrendered uh just just touchdown after touchdown and and uh, big play after big play and it, it's a tough offense so you know it does come back to Justin Fields, for sure, and his development and his leadership. You saw the captains are named going ahead of uh, you know this, this Sunday's game, and it's the guys you expect. It's going to be Justin Fields and, and Cody Whitehair and Robert Quinn, um, and then they'll rotate these captains around uh, every week as well. But these are those leaders, the guys that you want to keep an eye on, certainly when you think of the most important uh, bears uh, going into the season – and then into Sunday. So as, as far as Sunday is concerned, you know, if if I'm looking at the Bears-Niners game, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about their, their Bermuda grass now. It's it's nice and, and uh, fresh. And I know Cole Komet is, is happy. He was talking about he has five pairs of cleats and wants to bring one to the field because <laughs> you got to test that out and players have been dogging it for so long. But, um, but but what are you looking for as far as the 49ers game is concerned, Ross? And in whether it be positional matchups or or beyond that
0: i think both teams i think this is going to be a messy game on sunday because of you know we're, we're expecting heavy torrential rain in the Land area it's going to be warm it's going to be muggy this game is going to be one in the trenches on both sides of the football uh both teams have very shaky offensive linemen yes uh, the the 49ers have uh trent brown who's who's an all pro Who's a future Hall of Famer, most likely? But the rest of their offensive line is not good. They're starting a young quarterback, Trey Lance, um you know, who who probably might not have George Kittle on Sunday as well. Um, but you know, I I think it's going to be up to who's going to be able to stop the pass rush, who's going to be able to open lanes for their for their running backs, because this game's going to be one on the ground on Sunday. And then from there, you know, who's going to be able to kind of dictate the the kind of disrupt the flow of the offense and, and and really get and rattle one of these quarterbacks and and which one of these two quarterbacks are also going to be able to sit in the pocket long enough, to take a hit and deliver a big throw in that football game for a chance to win. Right. Right now, I think Justin Fields has the advantage in that situation. I, I feel like Fields is able to kind of sit in the pocket a little bit longer than, than Lance and deliver a strike, uh, even though Fields has a tendency to bail out the pocket. But in that weather, in that heavy rain like we're going to get on Sunday, I do expect the Bears to have a little bit of an advantage there um, just because I, I, I trust guys like Montgomery and Herbert. I like the Bears' physicality up front on the offensive line to be able to push guys. I think it neutralizes a guy like Joey Bosa who's going to really want to come off the edge uh, against Braxton Jones, the rookie, and, and attack Justin Fields. Um, and I like the the, the grinded-out wide receivers that they have. I mean, yes, Debo Samuel is probably the best wide receiver weapon in this game, but outside of that, guys like uh, like Equinemius St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, and Cole Komet, and Pringle – these guys are kind of grinded out short yards receivers and, and let them, you know, kind of get a, a quick throw and then let them try to eat after the catch, you know?
1: Yeah, no question. As far as that offensive game plan is concerned, uh, you, you got to lean on your strengths, right? And, and and we've seen, especially in that preseason and in, in the sort of dress rehearsal games, that it's going to be important to take advantage of Justin Fields' mobility and move the pocket and have him rolling out and be able to complete those uh, play action rollouts or or whether that or just naturally rolling out to his right or left and finding Olcomet or, or Darnell Mooney or Pringle, one of these guys on the outside and just taking advantage of the opportunities that you have with that offense. And, and if it's a sloppy game like that, you know, you're going to see a heavy dose of David Montgomery and, and on the other side with the 49ers, you know, see a lot of Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, it'd be big. If Greg Kittle is indeed out, which I think it is, he is as far as he has not been practicing um, since this since today. You know, it looks like a groin injury that's
0: yeah. I can't believe they put him out there in that weather with a groin injury, knowing that you have 16 games left in the season.
1: No, yeah, it it wouldn't make a a ton of sense with a guy who was pretty up and down with production last year, just with health and, and quarterback troubles. Regardless, it seems. It seems kind of foolish just to bring him out, but with that said, too, it's it's a good opportunity for the Bears to have uh, this Bears defense to to build a lot of confidence in in facing a younger quarterback. You know, I, I know a lot of people are are high on uh, Trey Lance just like they are with Justin Fields, but he hasn't proven anything yet. He's he's looked pretty good during preseason, and and so is Justin Fields to that end. But but it's going to be as far as both quarterbacks are concerned, you know, it's like the over under passing yards is 200 for both of them and they'd be both hard pressed to really uh you know, crack like 300 yards if it's a sloppy game like that too in the rain and and, and muggy conditions like that. Um it, it should be low scoring for sure and it's really a coin flip to me as far as who who has the edge here because the 49ers certainly have those skill position players that, that you fawn over like a Debo Samuel who can just play anywhere. Um, But we'll see how they use Trey Lance. And I know that as far as the offensive line is concerned for the bears, a big question is going to be how they handled Nick Bosa. And I know like Tom Thayer was, was raw rying saying you got to knock his dick into the dirt. Like on first and second down right away. You got to control him. And I get it to beat the man down. It's easier to say that than it is to do it because we know both Bosa's him and Joey Bosa are nasty. Like it's the best defensive ends in the league. Uh, they can take it over by themselves. And then they, you know, the, the 49ers have a pretty good defense as a whole, as a unit besides uh, Bosa too. So I'm curious if they're up to the task
0: there. Yeah, absolutely. And, You hit it on the head. Easier said than done. And I love somehow some of these old guys get on TV and they're like, my back in my day I'd knock his ass on the ground and say, Hey, listen, that's an all-pro defensive end over there. Don't you wish that every single guy lining up against him would love to knock him on his ass? (laughs) <laughs> that's not you know, that's just that that's easier said than done that's like kind of saying like i just would take steph curry's knees out or something like that when he tries to pull up yeah three. it's just completely unrealistic but you are able to neutralize bosa by by running more counters at him tossing the screen game it's the screen game in there getting the the football quick out of justin field's hands and like we're watching right now um, i'm watching bill's rams Right now, Josh Allen is averaging 1.5 seconds from snap to ball out of his hands. You know how you neutralize a guy like Aaron Donald? You get that football out of his hands extremely quickly. The Bears have to Go also ahead. replicate that kind of same thing, right? So especially when it's going to be a little bit warmer and muggy at Soldier Field on Sunday. And then outside of that, you just, uh, you know, you you kind of run plays and ro- roll out away from him. But you know, overall, I this is when I go back to Luke Getze, I trust this guy. This guy's worked with, you know, some of the great offensive uh, play callers in the league, right? Um, he, he's he's worked with, um, I forget the guy's name now, up in uh, Green Bay, the, the head coach's name now. Um, but, you know, he's he's had Aaron Rodgers with him for years. This is why I trust a guy Luke like Luke Getze, who, you know, listen, he's had all summer to plan for week one, right? Matt LaFleur, thank you. Um, you know, it, he should be ready to roll and 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 ready to 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 really game plan against this 49ers defense. Um, that that's also missing one of their starting safeties as well. So you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Definitely,
1: It'd be nice to leave with a, a win for sure. Oh boy, Gabe's calling, <laughs> and uh, and uh, on the note of Matt Lafleur, he was uh, he was talking about how the horn. Is so annoying with the Vikings Uh, that that just made me laugh thinking about that, and we can we can all all side with that. Just the fucking skull chant and everything that the Vikings have done recently. But I'm 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 with you, Ross. It's it's basically a toss-up as far as um, the Bears and and you know both have sort of injury struggles of their own at certain positions or or not as much depth in certain positions that they're going to have to overcome. But, you know, in, in, in really rainy conditions like this, it's just any man's. It's just the better game plan should prevail, right? So Luke Getze, it's going to be our first look at him for sure as far as the, the Bears' play caller. And I'm, I'm curious to see what he draws up because we were obviously very disappointed as a Bears fan base in what Matt Nagy did. And, and I, I think that Luke Getzi, you know, you saw what he was able to do in Green Bay, and of course it was a little more pass-happy, but you also had... Um, very good uh, running back and Aaron Jones to use. And then you had a lot of depth at wide receiver. When you have an all-world all, all world quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, it's easy, right? But now we'll see how key he is to developing Justin Fields. So what I want to do next, Ross, is I want to go over, of course, the the props for this Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with what I said earlier with the quarterbacks. So we got Justin Fields. I'm just going by FanDuel here. But Justin Fields over under... 201 and a half yards passing
0: for Sunday. Mm-hmm. What you got? I would take the under right now just because uh, of the weather situation. I just don't think that both of these quarterbacks are really going to be airing it out. I think Justin Fields will probably end up anywhere between 175 to 190 yards to the air. So I would take the under on that right now.
1: Graylands, a little, little, Better favored at two hundred eight and a half, you take the under as well.
0: I'm also taking the under on Trey Lance as well. I don't think that uh I, I can't see it for him. I think he's actually gonna struggle uh quite a bit in this first start. Listen, this guy's confidence has got to be in the toilet right now. They brought Jimmy G back into this situation. They don't make Trey Lance a starter. He was voted seventh overall on the team. Um, so yeah, he I would uh I would I would definitely uh take the under on that one. David Montgomery.
1: The over and under is 52 and a half. That seems a bit low. Wouldn't you think he'd get at least 60-some yards? I'm taking the over on that. By the way, I I side with you on the unders there. But If it's going to be, especially two second-year quarterbacks like that, a lot of action. Uh,
0: But Montgomery, man, over all the way. Aldo gets it. Uh I I say I want to say over as well. That makes me wonder though if uh, if Vegas thinks that we're going to get a true two back system, right? And how much Khalil Herbert are we going to get? I'm not sure. Khalil Herbert really struggled in the preseason catching the football. He also struggled picking up the uh, the blitz, uh, you know, out the backfield. So I think this is David Montgomery's game. I would take the over in that one because I think the Bears are going to lean on him pretty heavy uh, in the offense early on. Elijah Mitchell over under 58 and a half. Take me over, and I would throw in an any time touchdown for him as well. Ooh, to the way. Yeah. All right, we'll go to
1: receiving yards before we move on. Debo Samuel over under 59
0: and a half. Oof. I'm going to take the he's under get on a, that he's one. He had his
1: say, running too.
0: I was going to say, I'm going to take the under on that one. I think if it was yards from scrimmage for, for Debo, I would take uh, definitely over 100 this Sunday. I would would probably put him in, like, the 112, 115 range, but I'm going to take the under on the receiving yards. I just don't think any one of these two aerial assaults are really going to be able to to put up a lot of yards in this game.
1: Darnell Mooney at 57.5 and and Cole Komet at 30.5. I'm
0: going to take the under. uh, Oh, man. I'm going to take a slight under on Mooney, and I'm going to take the over on Komet.
1: Yeah, the over-under, as far as the points total is concerned, 40 and a half. And it half. certainly seems like that's a safe bet. <laughs> the safest bet that you could couple here uh, with the level. weather condition. It's it's just, this
0: has like yeah. 17 yeah. To, to to 10 or 14 <laughs> written all over. I'm taking the other.
1: Could be a battle of kickers. We might not see any touchdowns. Yeah, Who knows with these two teams are. Thank <laughs> God Carlos Santos
0: got his new grass. That's a good thing. He
1: got his new grass. He's been kicking over at Humboldt Park and Douglas Park and all the parks in Chicagoland. And oh, the meeting of and Robbie Gold gets to come back to Chicago, and he'll probably have a winning field goal in there. We're uh, no. final thoughts. Yeah, no. go ahead.
0: The Santos not every year. Soldier Field gets resodded. Like I, I, you know, much to do about nothing, man. Did he not think that they were going to get new grass every year? You get four concerts in the summer, and Elton John. Weekend, Beyonce, Bad Bunny—they're all gonna fuck it up. It's what they do every single year. And then a week before the season, they give you some brand new grass. Um, and shout out to head coach Matt Eberflus—he was the one that asked for the for the Bermuda grass because uh, he—that's what the Colts uh, uh, used in training camp when they when he was there. It's the same grass that they use in Kansas City. Uh, right now, and a couple of other uh, stadiums all over the league, but Kansas City will probably close mirror Chicago in terms of the climate. So they say that it's uh, it's it's easily adaptable. Uh, it does need a lot of heat to be able to survive and thrive. But yes, Soldier Field is uh, is warmed at the uh, underneath it, um, and they say it will turn a little brown as we all do later in the year. Um, but not to worry, that they will uh, add a little bit of kind of. Uh, spray paint to it, and some some grout to keep it look like it's green. But it's completely playable for the whole year. The players enjoy it. So shout out to Field, Soldier Field. It's not the Bermuda Triangle. It's the Bermuda Grass. Baby. Sounds like a nice sativa that you could pick up from a dispensary somewhere.
1: <laughs> and Bermuda Grass coming to Cresco Labs <laughs> later on this year. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Bermuda Grass. It mellows me out. I only I only smoke it on the weekends and the weeknights and and sometimes in the mornings. So, anyways, as far as last thoughts on on this matchup and and anything we missed here, Ross, as as far as this Bears Niners game is concerned, and anything we didn't touch on, we didn't touch about Dominique Foxworth take because it's not worth fucking talking about it's because not. he's just trying to get hits on his podcast. Justin Fields never fucking trade he has no like why the fuck would he request a trade in his second year to just demand a trade
0: it was garbage it was garbage i hated that it was completely garbage um yes and he promptly went on like four different podcasts today uh to to complain or or to explain excuse me his um you know his his thoughts behind it so that's really what he was just trying to do he was just trying to get his his week one pub out there i put my Woody foxworth um you know, thoughts on, on Twitter today. People seem to enjoy it. It had over 300 likes and a bunch of retweets and stuff like that. But, you know, hey, we're at a point right now where everybody's looking for for engagements and clicks. And then after they get it, then the people that were complaining about it will hop in their mentions to, to try and get him on their podcast for guess what? More engagements and clicks. So it's just one cyclical uh, game right now that we're playing on Twitter, which, you know, I, I, I'm not mad at it, which leads me to my last thought, which is, I'm just so happy that we can put all of this talk to rest finally, and we can actually just play a football game, and 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 that's the best part. And just react to headlines. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just you know, wh- however it goes each way, even though everybody's, so now it shifts from the the um, the the all the hot takes leading up to week one to all the hot takes coming from tonight's game and all the games on Sunday, right? Because whoever wins tonight's game. That one team is going to be done for the year, and the other team is going to be, they're definitely going to the Super Bowl. And that's just how all this works. So, if the Bears, uh, let's say they blow out the 49ers on Sunday, everybody's going to say, This is the team that that nobody believed in, and this is the, the, the dark horse, and blah, blah, blah. And they might lose three straight, whatever. Or if the Bears lose, then everybody's going to say, I told you so, I told you so. And they might go out and, and win their next three games. They might go out to Green Bay next week there on Sunday Night Football and beat those guys. You just never know. But I'm just happy that football's back.
1: I'm absolutely happy, and all the, the hype and all these random fucking takes can be put to bed here, and, and we finally do react to how the this week one is going to play out, and, and we'll get to expectations in a second too. But as far as a pin on the Bears go, you know, we obviously – Obviously, the week has been dominated not only with the Bears injury report and expectations for Bears Niners, but also about these renderings for a domed stadium and and feeling like there's actually something to the Arlington Heights plans as far as the entertainment district and everything else that that's going into this uh, complex that's going to be pretty unbelievable and and what a waste Soldier Field will be. It will be home to some concerts for three months of the year, something like that, but. Uh, but it also opens the door for maybe a second NFL team. We talk about that. But did you uh, did you have any impressions besides? Obviously, it should be a dome. There's no chance it wouldn't be a dome if you're going to build this, you know, multi billion dollar stadium at this point. But it's interesting to to picture it now. You saw in the renderings. How this will be, you know, Wrigleyville meets, uh, you know, it's like almost like the Meadowlands, and it's just a just a metro train ride away. It's going to be a pain to get to, but. But it's going to be pretty fucking nice if they uh, pull this together in the next several years. Also, I don't know if Justin Fields will be around at that point,
0: but. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is, you know, I see a lot of people listen, definitely get excited about what's going on in Arlington and the plans for the future. But also recognize that you're going to be waiting quite a bit of time for this whole thing to come together, because um, number one, they're still in a purchase agreement. Right. Which means that they are in a preliminary phase right now they're they're assessing the property they have to assess the land to see if it's even uh structurally okay to build on it um and then from there they have to enter they have to actually buy the property and then from there they have to actually raise the funds To start building on the property i'm sure the stadium will come first right so just raising money alone is going to take quite a bit of time because they don't want to use public funding i think they don't want to use public i think they're telling you they don't want to use public funding because they can't i don't think um the state of illinois is going to give them public funding at this point in time um so that's why they're telling you that part um, and then from there, you know, that, that takes time to raise $5 billion. The NFL is only going to kick in about $200 million to to help you out with that, which means that's still quite a bit of money for you to raise. And Cassidy, quite frankly, they don't have that kind of cash on hand. So they're going to have to raise it in another different ways. Um, you know, loans, um, promising people to, to be able to build around it and build their businesses around it and, and raise capital in that way. But all in all, this stadium could take another six years to come to fruition and then for the entire project for the whole entertainment district to be built we can be talking 10 years from now so you know while it's exciting to to kind of look into the future and, and 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 kind of see what's going to come on the horizon i think we also just need to focus on the present for the moment because you know we don't know if justin fields will still be the quarterback at that time hopefully he is we don't know if um if, if matt everfus is the head coach hopefully he is we don't know if, um, if if Ryan Poles will still be the general manager. Hopefully, he is. Yes, Bears Master Plan is the same group that developed SoFi. Um, but the thing about SoFi, and if you have ever been out to that area, it was desolate before, and it was easily you know able to to be put up there pretty quickly. And even still, that stadium took a couple years to build. Um, Arlington Heights is extremely residential. And anytime you work with a a community like that, which has a lot of homes, you've got to take your time and how you're just extracting this monstrosity of of, of a thing around people that have to to live there and go to work every day and the kids are there and how does that affect the community and so on and so forth. So this is going to take a little bit of time. Also the Rams in that ownership group print money. They print money over there. They had zero problems uh, raising funds. This is more of a mama pop group of the bears and caskies are not quite what the rams ownership is so this is going to be a little bit of a different pr- approach uh, in, in terms of how they get the money and how they can can build that property but it's still fun it's still exciting i'm excited for bears fans and um, you know i guess when i'm 50 years old we can go out to whatever they're going to call it portillo stadium garrett's popcorn field oh. um, <laughs> U. Lumonati Stadium. Lumonati's Entertainment District. L- L- I don't know <laughs> no, whatever the hell you're going to call it. <laughs> oh my god. By well, then that's, it'll that's probably definitely be a
1: topic for next
0: Yeah, by then it'll probably be like Virginia McCaskey Field at Fan Park, right? Like something something really sentimental that is completely ruined by something extremely corporate.
1: It'll be the Metadome or so. Yeah, exactly. Virginia McCaskey Field and, and the fucking Metadome, uh, the Oculus <laughs> Dome, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, you you, you echoed everything I thought about uh, this this stage of the planning for the stadium, and there's just a lot of moving pieces. And, and the biggest one is certainly the funding right now. And you mentioned a, a part that is going to be huge is is can they really build you know the the spec the entertainment district how they want. Uh, based on the plans and and, and how it's laid out uh, currently I think the dome there's there's no doubt put billions into that but outside of that what's the scope of the entertainment district going to be like and I know that of course nobody likes to hear that the public should kick in for for this massive stadium and, and entertainment complex. the only way they can spin it is, is your property values are going to go up that, that's about it at this point and and certainly I know, you know, for every person that's like detracting from from this idea of Arlington Park uh, entertainment district sports complex, there are a lot of people who are going to be proponents of it. And and certainly they're going to find a way. There's a will. There's a way. But it's very early on. I know that the the Bears were super noncommittal on it as far as they were saying, quote, we remain under contract to purchase the property. But there are conditions that must be met in order to be in a position to close if we do close on the property. It does not guarantee we will develop it. They could not develop it to the scope these these renderings that they have right now. But it's a long way off. It's like Ross said. When we're ten years from now, going taking the metro over to see Bears games in Arlington Heights, it, it could be uh it could be something. Then then yeah, bring uh bring Bradley. I'll bring Lily, and it'll be it'll be a blast. They can
0: drive us home. I was gonna say they'll be teenagers. They can drive us home by then. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 yeah. All right, let's talk the rest of the NFL as we sure. as we, uh, as we sure. talked about to begin. Ten to nothing is now the score of the Bills Rams game, and the Bills look like they're in in pretty good control. And there's there's just a ton of storylines as I look over just the the week one schedule, and you know, just overarching to me is certainly. Like how these contenders are going to follow up, certainly these two, you know, the Bills came so close last year and had a a hell of a playoff game against Kansas City. And it just had to reevaluate the the overtime rules after that game last year. And now you see the Rams went all the way and beat the Bengals in in a pretty great Super Bowl um, in L.A. in the fashion that they did. And they they got a young coach, they got a pretty great quarterback and Matt Stafford, and great wide receivers, great weapons. The best defensive player in the game. Who's to say they wouldn't repeat? And and certainly we'll see what they're made of in this game against the Bills and, and another team who's favored with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but that's something to keep an eye on there. And then outside of that, you know, we're seeing Aaron Rodgers, and and now he is lost, Devontae Adams, and will he? continue to be the power of the NFC that he has been for years now. I mean, certainly I think a lot of people would, would put him to be at the top of the NFC North, regardless of who he's throwing to Could be anybody off the street. You're still probably going to favor him over the other three teams in the NFC North, but you're looking at all the, the teams like the, the, the saints that are retooling. You're looking at the Eagles. Certainly to me, how they have revamped their roster and Jalen Hurts is the guy and how they might actually be a contender. You look uh, further in the NFC and, and and I think a lot of people have expectations that are pretty high for the Vikings. Um, And then the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, that's, that's a great Sunday night game to have uh, in week one and Tom Brady. Can he continue to play at the level he has? And at what point are the Cowboys going to get over that jump? So, You know, as far as those first week one headlines, what do you got, Ross? What are you looking forward to the most?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, you hit it on the head with all those. I think we get a great game, uh, an NFC North divisional game in Minnesota, Vikings, Packers. I actually think the Vikings can can beat that game, can beat them in that game. I think the Vikings very well could win the division this year. I I just don't know how the Packers are going to be able to, uh, march up and down the field and score like they used to with that kind of wide receiver group. And now you see that Alan Lazard is hurt and might not play in week one, which means Sammy Watkins is your number one receiver. Woof. <laughs> that ain't, that's, I don't care how good Aaron Rodgers is. Sam, Sammy Watkins is your number one. It's just not getting it done, in my opinion. Um, and then also, um, I, I think that, you know, like you said, the Sunday night game is going to be important. Those are two teams that are, are, are trying to be there later on uh, in, the, in the season. Um, I think the Cowboys have to win as they, they have to win as many of those games as possible because, like you said, the Eagles are coming on. The Eagles are probably have one of the better rosters in the NFC. It's just a quarterback that everybody's concerned about, right? But if Jalen Hurts can take a next step forward, there's no reason why the Eagles can't make a Super Bowl push. in what I think is a very weak NFC. I, certainly, the AFC is, is a lot more top-heavy than the NFC, right? So you know and then from there you know what happens i think all eyes are going to be early on in the afc west which one of those teams are going to kind of fall behind early um because if you do you start falling behind one or two games in that division and you can be toast that you know 6 weeks into the season it's just that competitive it's going to be that cutthroat but you know it's it's going to be fun we've we've got a great slate of games uh this sunday um you know we we you know it's going to be exciting to see who's going out there. Lamar Jackson is another guy I'm keeping an eye on right now um, because he put a deadline to get a contract done by tomorrow. Um, but if they can't get it done by tomorrow, he's going to be going into a season without a brand new contract, um, which I think that he's going to go kind of scorched earth to prove and show everybody that he deserves a new deal. But then you just hope that he, a guy like that doesn't get hurt and. and and, uh, and lose out on, on quite a bit of money. But if he stays healthy, I think the Ravens are a very dangerous football team, and i like them to win the, uh, the, the AFC North because Deshaun Watson will be out for most of the season.
1: Yeah, looking at that AFC North, it would be hard-pressed to not put them second to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And, and again, talking about, repeat, or talking about the reigning NFC and AFC champs and, and talking about the Bengals and the Rams – Joe Burrow is not going anywhere. He certainly looks like the, you know, the heir to Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. These great quarterbacks that we've talked about, but he's also struggled with injuries. So he's definitely got to stay healthy. Same with, same could be said with the Lamar Jackson and how he certainly needs to um, stay healthy and, and playing in, in this playing for a new contract. He's got to ball out. Um, And his team certainly depends on him as much as there's, there's high expectations for this Ravens defense. It's, it's going to come back to whatever chemistry he can build. Um, You know, it's a quarterback driven league. So I'm very curious with all these new quarterbacks in new places, especially when you talk about Matt Ryan now at the helm with the Colts, you talk about um, Baker Mayfield going to Carolina, you talk about, man, Russell Wilson in a different uniform finally to the Denver Broncos and then not to be forgotten. I I feel like uh, certainly should be Carson Wentz in Washington, but I feel like those first three guys, uh, one of them has a good chance. I think Colts, as far as the AFC is concerned, AFC South, they got a good chance to win that division and um, build on a lot of um, success, like the legacy that I left as far as the pieces are there. And then, building this offseason as far as those are concerned. Any of those quarterbacks, you know, stand out to you, Ross, as far as having a better season than the others?
0: I like the Matt Ryan situation because, you know, listen – the infrastructure is there i i like that offense a lot i think frank wright is a very good coach i think he's a very good offensive coach remember this this is a guy who was a vital cog to the eagles winning a super bowl he just had a complete bomb in in carson once and and you can see it because they shipped them out of there pretty quickly and listen i know matt ryan um his best days are behind him he doesn't have a lot left in the tank but here's a guy who can still get the football out pretty quickly he still has good accuracy and I love their, I love the weapons they have. Right? Mo Alley Cox is an emerging tight end. Um, I, I love Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's gonna be a stud wide receiver this year with Matt Ryan. And of course they've got Jonathan Taylor, who's just an absolute beast and stud at running back. So and, and most importantly, that division is completely up for grabs, right? Because um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I'm not a big believer anymore, especially now that they got rid of AJ Brown. Um, you know, Robert Woods is their number one receiver. But that's Robert Woods coming off a torn ACL last year. And then you got guys like, um, um, you know, down in, in Houston, Texas, and stuff like that, Davis Mills, right? So I, I really like what Matt Ryan is walking to, walking into in, in Indy, and I think that they should be able to, to take that division no problem.
1: Yeah, I, I like the prospect of Matt Ryan in a new team. It, it's It's kind of like what Matt Stafford did last season, right? He's going to be kind of re- reborn in in a colts jersey at this point and he had a ton of success uh, as far as he's he's the best quarterback since michael vick and in, in, in atlanta falcons jersey um had a lot of great years led them to a super bowl and then of course they coughed it up to to uh the patriots and, and that uh, epic meltdown but but now he, he gets a a really fresh start with the colts and and a franchise that, that is not too far removed from being pretty good. You know, we talk about when uh, they had Peyton Manning there and they had a lot of success under him, of course, and beating the Bears 2006 Super Bowl. So, they, I mean, there's something to be said with a fresh start there. I know that I'll, I'll certainly have my popcorn ready to watch Baker Mayfield take on his old team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talked about, um, or we were talking about the these divisions, and the AFC West is just stacked, and, and you could look at the – the AFC and NFC West, the, 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 the NFC West has been as entertaining as they come, as far as the NFC divisional matchups are concerned. The NFC North is up there too, but but man, that that West now, especially that you add, you've added Russell Wilson to the mix. He's entered the chat, and you have Pat Mahomes, you have Derek Carr, and you have Justin Herbert. Like those divisional games are going to be electric, and you would be hard-pressed to not see at least one of those teams in in the afc championship and if not the super bowl uh i i know that russ came out recently if not today earlier this week about how the seahawks tried to trade him before so he's got a little fire under him and he certainly has some weapons hit a down year last year but you saw the success he was able to get with dk metcalf and, and tyler lockett why couldn't he do it with Cortland sutton and jerry judy and all these guys around him and a pretty solid Broncos roster uh, but it's like you said to Ross the NFC as far as they're concerned it's it's really like the Rams and, and Tampa and, and and then a bunch of teams you're like I don't know who could be competing outside of these teams you know it could be it could be Arizona they could take that next step you might see uh, Minnesota take that step or the Eagles uh, outside of that but I, I'd be hard-pressed to put anybody besides the Rams out there to repeat as, as NFC champions because they've been there before and they've been contenders every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and shout out. We, we haven't uh, talked a lot about the Chicago sky fam and how this is, this is dynasty in the making here with Candace Parker and companies. And, and they look like they might be able to repeat. I know they're, they're tied two to two right now in their series. I think it resumes tomorrow. It's tonight. It's tonight. Um, that's, that's a tough spot to be in or it's tonight. I'm sorry. It's opposite. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. So it's tonight um, opposite this matchup, you know, it's, but it's, it's something that people should be flipping, flipping over to um, between, you know, what you're seeing with the bills and Rams. And now they're, they're, they're into the third and, and this is their season on the line, but, but it's something else, man. It's nice to see a, in a, in really down seasons for the, the Chicago sports teams that, that have, you know, dominated the headlines of course in the white Sox and cubs and and uh bears and the bulls uh bulls are kind of turning that corner bears are are still you know it's it's up into um it's up into interpretation how they're going to be and then the, the baseball teams just continue to disappoint there's nothing you can do about that between injury and and ownership but but the wnba and 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 the sky uh they've been doing it right man and so they got a chance to to go back and and that would certainly be good. I know that you're right by the Wind Trust uh arena and you, you should be having season tickets at this point, Ross.
0: I, I should actually. You know what? Actually the wind in the Wind Trust Arena is a is a beautiful building. It's right in the middle of Chicago. Nice yeah, right in the middle of Chicago, right in the South Loop area. Um, and they're up 45 to 42 right now in the third quarter. The the sky are, But it, it's it's a packed house. It's been a packed house since they went on this championship run, which is really cool to see. I think it's great for for Chicago, I think, is great for, for the WNBA that kind of needs this jolt. I think, you know, Candace Parker is an amazing athlete who represents the Chicagoland area very well. It was really cool to see last week um, yeah. in one game, in one night, you saw Serena Williams kind of rally to, to win a match, and then you saw Candace Parker have, like, 26 points and 13 rebounds. And it's just like – these two women who, you know, are, are, are a little bit older and definitely past their prime, but they're still gutting it out and, and playing um, at a high level in their, in their mothers and, and, and just all that they have going on in their personal lives and still to be ambassadors to their sports and just absolute legends. It, it is really fun to see. Um, as for my baseball team, the White Sox keep hanging in there. Key series in Oakland this weekend. I feel like they need to win three out of four games against the, the Athletics to even stay in this thing. Um, but if they don't, um, I'm gonna put a fork in them for like the seventh time in the last six weeks. They keep they're like the undertaker every time I try and kill them they keep just waking back up and coming back to life um, which you know I, I would love to see playoff uh, baseball again. I would love to go to a playoff baseball again this year even if I feel like they don't they're not gonna win the World Series but I, 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 I hope they do it. but this is a fun time because also we get the Bulls coming back in a month. Um, this is kind of year where you know the, the weather is going to get a little chilly, but that's okay. Sports are really going to ramp up. We're going to have a, a, a plethora of options every single night, and I can't wait.
1: Yes, sir. I mean, basketball still is king here. That's that's uh, for damn sure. It may be football season, but the bowls are around the corner and now. Yeah, we'll we'll hope for the uh, sky to pull this one out and continue to advance. Um, Ross, are you are you? Have you caught up on the House of Dragons or you switched over to the Lord of the Rings series at this point?
0: I am not caught up on either. I'm trying to get there. Um, But I went to Montreal last weekend, as as you know. Shout out to Montreal. Uh, Shout out to all the French people there. Beautiful city. Thank you for your hospitality. I had a blast. Uh, You took a lot of my money, which which you always do. Um, But because of that, I'm a little bit behind. But I will tomorrow night is like it, it's 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 fantasy night not in a kinky way um oh. it, it's gonna be my, my wife is out of town as we talked about at the top of the show <laughs> and uh I'm going to pour myself a Manhattan or maybe two or three and I'm gonna watch two episodes in a row of House of Dragon and one episode of the um of, of of the game of, of the Lord of the Rings I'm I'm I'm, I'm all immersed in these fantasy rings of shows power start yeah starting tomorrow night i can't wait uh, this is going to be a, a very exciting friday night for me
1: yeah i haven't sounds like it man don't 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 fuck with ross on his friday fantasy manhattan night uh <laughs> and the, <laughs> i haven't seen any, any house of the dragon yet uh i need to get on that but of course when i saw that that the uh rings of power had had come out i, I had to to go to it pretty quickly i was a big fan of the the lord of the rings trilogy it's just some of the best movies i've seen and, and it was pretty great uh and i was curious to see you know again like we talked about how everybody's betting big on these these streaming fantasy uh series at this point man it's uh it's going to be something to see it was a good premiere for the rings of power you're establishing the the cast and the men and the elves and the hobbits and all of it's very similar to Lord of the Rings and that first one that uh, first movie with Fellowship of the Rings but uh, yeah I mean between the two it, it, you're uh, you're gonna have something tomorrow night you're, you're gonna have an, an enjoyable fantasy Friday Ross I can't wait <laughs> it's, it's pretty great
0: 65 inches of TV <laughs> crank up the Sonos oh. light the candles oh boy and pull the recliner up on the sofa, and I am all in. Dragons and elves, give it all to me.
1: Dragons and elves, and more, and some some subtle and not so subtle. You won't get it from the the more wholesome Lord of the Rings, uh, but you, you, I'm sure you get some gratuitous nudity in the in the House of Day. Yes. So Amazon is, is trying sports comedy, a sports comedy show, this NFL recap show with Taron Killam, who I cannot stand because he's just this huge fucking Rams fan, and I never really found him that funny. That's, that's just my take there. Yeah. Uh, would you tune into that, Ross?
0: No. <laughs> no. Listen, I, I, you know, I, I don't mind a little comedy with my sports, but I prefer it more in, in a podcast form. Um, there are a couple podcasts that I listen to that kind of blend that in. I, uh, you know, typically on my on my drive out to Skokie every day and stuff like that. But I'm not going to stick around and watch that. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of like the Rob Riggle stuff on Fox and, and any of that stuff. I just give me the yeah, just give me the. It's first, just filler. Yeah, just give me the content. Just give me the actual sport itself.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's a there's a time and a place for for the comedy but also yeah i just i just don't want anything to do with that i uh <laughs> it could, could could be a very hard pass as far as that is concerned mm-hmm. ross i know you you're super sad that we you know i was driving around doing errands this morning and, and hearing about how uh prince charles was rushing to Wherever Balmoral is that what it's called? The, the town, uh, and, and it basically we basically knew that this was the, the these doctors are concerned about the Queen's health. She's fucking ninety six. She's yeah. hung out for since world since the Second World War, like it it looked like the end. And sure enough, gone at the age of ninety six. And I, look, man, I I mean, what a life! Certainly yeah. from that aspect, really cool, uh, really hip lady, man. Really. Hip lady, but lived a, a hell of a life. Met, I think it was like every president except for LBJ or something like that. Yeah. And only had one dumbass president walk in front of her and show up late, Donald Trump. And uh, it just, I mean, really a a spectacular uh, run as the queen. And and this really like, of course, she launched the obsession for whatever for for a fucking country like the U.S. was you know liberated themselves from Britain, yeah. and we still obsess yeah. about who. Pippa Middleton's fucking, and and what 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 uh Meghan Markle feels about A, B, and C, like dude, it just started this whole royal family obsession that a lot of people have. Uh, so I don't have much to say on that. I don't, I don't really fuck with the royal family. I don't care about those headlines. But she, uh, but, but rest in peace, Queen Queen Elizabeth. I mean, she lived a hell of a life, like I said. And oh. uh, there's there's nothing else I could say about that.
0: She she lived and she died and. We she will, lived and she died. We all press on. So that's about all I have for that. You got no dead Ross, <laughs> that's, nothing on the Queen. Oh my God! It's about all I, I can go a little bit further. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my words. Um, <laughs> the jokes today on Twitter were hilarious, though. Keep getting those jokes. They were. Keep getting those jokes. Yeah, keep getting those jokes. I out. can't wait. I'm I'm taking a trip to to London and Paris in in, in January to to go see the Bulls play in Paris, um, and. You know, it'll it'll be in a in a in a non-queen uh, monarchy, right? Out in, in, in Britain, there that'll be that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, she listen, she people who are ninety six years old. I mean, I, I, what else do, do I have to say about that, right? <laughs>
1: That's yeah, pretty much at this point. Um, had a had a hell of a hell of a career as the queen, yes. and then of course we it is nuts. Though. The things it's nuts just the moving pieces like after the fact that the queen dies though, how they're just, I think they stopped comedy programming and shit like that. They stop races in yeah. the UK. They won't, you know, the, the funeral is going to take 10 days mm-hmm. and like the coroner, the, what is it? The inauguration of Prince Charles is going to take almost a year. Like it's just, it's nuts. And they have to change the currency. Britain's different, man. Yeah.
0: America lost her true queen when Betty white passed away. So. Oh, for sure. 100 percent, hundred percent.
1: Parting thoughts, Ross. Oh, what about Harry Styles and and how he spit on Chris Pine? Did you see any of that? <laughs> I,
0: I, did see that. Most importantly, that movie is getting some of the worst reviews of all time. But, oh, it um, looked like shit. Yeah. But shout does, out Florence exactly. Pugh because she looks absolutely amazing as always. I'm a big Florence Pugh fan. Can we make her the queen?
1: Make her the queen. Yeah, yep. she's not attending the uh, the L. A. premiere or whatever Paris. She I don't know. She's just this, that whole cast just seemed like it was ready to implode. Olivia Wilde and her affair with Harry Styles and shit. Nick Kroll's just hanging out though. Shout out Nick Kroll. Yep. Nick Kroll just killing
0: it. It's like a weird Ted Lasso episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost feels that way. All
1: right. We're uh, about out of time here. Uh, thanks to everybody at the Barroom Network for tuning in and, and, and supporting the show here. If you've missed any of the show, remember it will be live on YouTube as soon as this wraps up. It'll also be on Spotify, iTunes. All our previous shows are there. If you've missed them, follow me at The Real Evan Mac and follow Ross at Ross Reed. Yes, I, you know, we got to get a score for the Bears game before we sign off, and I will lead off. Uh, beauty before age, as they say. Uh, I don't think they say that. But, they, but reverse that. I'm going bears. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you earlier. I'm going bears. Ten
0: niners. Thirteen. fifteen. Sad. Bears fifteen. Niners thirteen. Sloppy, ugly game. Bears squeak it out though. Bears squeak it out. Yes. Let's go. That's Ross right. is, is saying, you
1: want to know to start the year. Oh, I'm the eternal, the eternal pessimist yep. for now, everybody. Be good to each other out there. We say deuces so long. Peace.